Welcome to Annasbrook Church. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Graham Hislop, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry Christmas. What a relief to see all the decorations come down. <laughs> oh dear, it's uh, good to be with you. If we've never met before, my name is Graham. Uh, it's a great honor. Thank you, team. Ben, what a beast! Shredding like a like a UK weapon. You're a, you're the man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna just what a great. I mean, also we could close the service right there. What a great service. What a great time to be together. But before we do, I want to give you a declaration for this year. I want to give you a declaration for this year that I believe God is going to use in you, for you. I believe that this year is a significant year for us as a people and as a church. And I want to give you a declaration that you can hold on to, dare I say it, for the whole year. It's framed up around Psalm 119. This Psalm has 176 verses. So we're going to read all of it three times through. That's what we're going to do. I don't know why they didn't, like, other, other psalms are just, like, shorter verses. I don't know why they did that. But I think if you talk to a scholar, there's a rhythm to it in this psalm. And just one section of three verses I want to read as a declaration to frame up 2021. I really just got this thing in my spirit. So I want to dare you to believe that it could be, it might not be, but it could be God speaking to all of us. Do good to your servant according to your word, Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. And this is the part that you'll see on the screen now. You are good. What you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Just that last part. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. I want to speak around the topic about the good fight, the good fight. A number of years ago, my wife, Rebecca, sent me a text, which isn't unusual. She is quite obsessed with me and um, texts me all the time. But I'd noticed around this sort of time that uh, there'd been a lot of trade me. You know, you want to know what's going on in your family, look at your trade me watch list, okay? That's That's what you want to have a look at, people. And on Trade Me, I'll Trade Me watch list in different seasons of life, there's different things that come on this. And during this time, uh, this is a number of years ago, <laughs> animals were on our Trade Me watch list. Here and the kids have been looking at puppies. And I can't actually say I was worried at the time. I wasn't actually that freaked out because some of the things that you see on the watch list are just like, like right now there's a, I deleted it, but there's a mansion, like a $6 million mansion. And I don't think it was you, Beck. I think it was one of our children. Very large vision. And... Uh, and I, amen, like, go for it. Um, but there's also big Ferraris and Lamborghinis on there as well. And um, I'm, I'm serious. And, but anyway, um, so I just thought, yeah, that's cool. They're, they're enjoying the process of looking at puppies. Well, all of that changed when this text message came to me. And I'm just going to show you it. It's, um, you can't see it that well, but um, that's Rebecca with holding a puppy. And, and, and she just sends me the picture. And then I'm in blue. And I'm just saying, you can't read it, so I'll read it to you. Oh, no. And then she says, I say, you love her, don't you? That's what I said. And then she replied, yes, we do. Think you will too. Now, I, now, I didn't even know they'd gone to look at a puppy. I, I actually didn't. I didn't know that this appointment had been made. 
And then it says, um, she says, um, what you, well, this is great, what you want to do to me. <laughs> That's so good. She says, we could get her tomorrow. Wow, that's great. And then I reply, you can't read it, but I said, Jesus, I bow before you. Ask for your mercy. Help me. Make your face shine on me. Amen. And then she said, could even get her today. And then she, then she replies, ha ha. And then Bic says, we need another baby or puppy. And we were five kids. And what, and what ended up conspiring is we got the dog. Now, the rest of the story isn't as positive because, um, and some of you are going to judge me for it, but just before you do, the Bible says, do not judge. So um, <laughs> this dog was um, Satan's little helper. <laughs> Santa's little helper. <laughs> um, she stole steak off the table. Did she not, Viv? She ran away with every second hour of our spare time. She called it, caused us to buy shares in veterinarians, but we, they're not actually shares. <laughs> um, Two reasons uh, why I'm sharing this is because, well, it just happened like the other night. I saw someone on a post say, um, thoughts on getting a dog. And every time I'm, I see it, I'm just like, no, like, like that's my feeling. And um, I see other people rep- replying who don't have animals and they're like, do it. You know, um, it's, it's the best thing. You know, like that's what they reply, it's the best thing. And I'm thinking... Um, Man, um, well, actually, what I do do now is I DM them. I don't do it on the public forum. And I just, I just go, you want to think about this, like, twice, three times uh, a lot. And, um, I do, and, and, like, you just want to think about it a lot. And, um, anyway, this, the, I know you're going to judge us for this because you're going to ask after the service how the dog is now. But that little dog ended up going to a better place. Somebody else's place. <laughs> no, it really did. It really did. And I'm going to say this, and I just want to, I want to just hone it in now um, over our 2021. I don't hate dogs. They're just not for me. They're good. They're just not good for me. This is what we call relative goodness, not absolute goodness. Oxygen is absolute goodness. Spoodles are relative goodness. Water, absolute goodness. Kmart, relative goodness. And now I'm about to say this statement, and it's actually not so much even about you as it is what I've discovered in me through 2020 and even just right over the season. I'm really concerned that we're confusing those two even with God. Yeah. I was reading January 1st. I decided I'm going to do a Bible in a year again. I've done it a couple of years. Took a break last week, uh, last year. Took a break last year. <laughs> and, but I started again on January 1st, Bible in a year. You read the Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm and Proverb every day. And I opened January 1st, and I actually was really saying, God, I want you to speak to me. I really want you to speak into my heart. And the reading starts like this. In the beginning, God created this. This is January 1st, 2021. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, there was formless and emptiness. Darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, hey, why don't we have some light? And there was light. And God saw that the light was, yeah, in fact, it carries on in that rhythm. Um, day two, I don't know if there, Simon Terrell will be able to clear it, clear it up for us all, but day two, there is no affirmation of good. But every other day, and six times in total, there is this thing that God creates, 
He makes, he looks at it and goes, it's good. He even did it with humankind. He made a human being. And I didn't realize this either until um, January 1st. I was reading it, really looking into it. And did you know that he created man and then waited another day before he breathed life into it? So the human being is just sitting there like a shell. And then a day after is like life and purpose. Pretty cool. I, th- I think about that in a spiritual sense that a lot of us are just walking around like kind of bodies. We're waiting for the creator to breathe life into us. And so, anyway, it is good, it is good, it is good. Six times it says, a crescendo is the sixth time in verse 31. Then God looked over all that he had made, all. And he said that it was very. And what struck me as I read it, and as I sought God for a word, was the fact that we don't even get three pages into this whole thing before we see an emphatic picture of the nature and the character of God. You don't even get three pages in before you get a glimpse of who is this God. This God, he's massively generous, extravagantly positive. He's a lover. He's a celebrator. He wants to say over things, oh, that is good. That's good. That's good. And he just wants to crescendo it all with, that's very good. That's who your God is. That's who he is. Have we forgotten about the goodness of God? Like with the year like 2020, I don't really blame anyone. I, I found myself like, it's the first time I'd lived through a pandemic. So you're kind of learning as you go, aren't you? And you're just watching a little bit too much news than you should, shouldn't you? And you're tuning in every day to the daily announcement, what level, how many cases, so forth. And it dawned on me in about July, August, flip. If you actually listen too hard, this is the end of everything. And suddenly it dawned on me, Corona doesn't change how God is. Corona doesn't inherently change who God is. I know there's bad things that go on, but that's not God. Yeah, I know you're going to ask, well, if God's a good God, why all the suffering on the earth? That's another sermon for another day. But the fact that he's created enough freedom for there to be both says something about God. (laughs) He's no control freak. He's good. He's not a power wielder. He's good. In fact, Jesus instructs us to call him what? Father. Fathers are good. So we'll say this in 2021 because we went through 2020 and thought our whole world might end. That one of the things I want to come out of 2020 and coming into the next year is with this. No matter how difficult, no matter how challenging, no matter how much fear might be around me, God is not relatively good. God is absolutely good. And I'm going to anchor my life in this year to that truth. God is good, God does good, and He can teach me His decrees. 1 John 4, 7, God is love. Ephesians 2, 4, God is rich in mercy. Psalm 116, God is slow in anger, abounding in faithfulness. Psalm 16, 11, it is at His right hand that there are pleasures. Pleasures, yes, forevermore. Psalm 38, 22, God is our salvation. Are you lost? Are you broken? Are you in despair? Are you dying? God is so good. He is your salvation. 1 Corinthians 13, God is patient, kind, loving, never throws you under the bus. He'll take a bus for you. Bruno Mars should have done that, eh? Take a bullet for me. I take a grenade for you. Should be, I take a big bus for you. Sorry. Isaiah 47, 3. God is our redeemer. Hey, you might be 60 years old here today. 
never known Jesus, never gone his way. Guess what God promised he would do? Redeem the time. Yeah, yeah. Exodus chapter 15, verse 6. God is even our healer. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but let's finish it again with this affirmation. Psalm 119, God, you are good. What you do is good. Teach me your decrees. And as we meditate on a new year and new opportunities and new moments, I think there is a fight for good. I think there's a good fight. What I mean by that as a framework is this. In my own mind, in my own spirit, in my own life, this is what I feel like goes on at times when we're even away from these moments. The good fight is, will I fight for the fact that God is good? The real fight is, despite what I'm feeling, despite the aches and the groans and the pains and the challenges and the pandemics, will I fight the good fight? Which is faith, of course, but it's more than that. It's getting down to brass tacks and saying, no, no, God's character does not change. It's absolute. It's not relative to what I feel. God is good. So it's positive, happy, clappy stuff. Yeah, and don't we need that? What would you prefer? Negative, not clappy, happy stuff. It's more than that. It's more than an emotion. It's founded on truth. And yep, there's some bad stuff that happens. Question, how did original bad enter the world? Well, it says just a couple of chapters later, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. <laughs> more than spoodles. He said to the woman, he said, God, did... Okay, so this is the serpent coming into this, it is good perfection. Now listen to this. This is... By the way, they say that Genesis is like poetry, right? Like they're saying it is perhaps more descriptive than prescriptive. It's written as a markers. It's the word of God. But this is what they're saying. The devil is like a serpent. And he comes in and he goes, did God really say? Did God really say that you must not eat from the tree in the garden? And the woman goes, gosh, well, hold on. He did say don't eat from it because you're going to die. And then the serpent goes, no. You won't die. Like, you're surely not going to die. And, he, and, and this is what the serpent does, and I want you to see it through this lens. He says this, you'll actually be like him. This is how bad entered the world. You'll actually be like him. So she buys into it, and voila, everything's stuffed up. The question that keeps getting replayed over and over and over in my mind is the presumption that we all buy into. The enemy basically said this, is God holding out on you? Is God mistreating you? Is God somehow showing you that you're not getting the full thing and the full picture? I mean, you know, you can be like God. The undertone is question the character of God enough and you don't see good, you see bad. And that's the fight, people. That's the fight of our minds. To renew our mind is to actually stand and be able to say, actually, no, God did say don't do that. Why? Because inherently, not relatively, he's actually good. And he knows what I need. And if God's going to speak anything over me, then that has meaning. I'm going to say something, and it may apply to you or may not, but I do know it applies to the world we're living in. The serpent will get you to question God to the degree that you only half believe. What do I mean by half believe? In 2008, the New Zealand census said 72% of people believed there was a God. Now, 10 years later in the 2018 census, that had gone down to 50%. What happened? Why the drop? I'm not an expert. 
but this is my theory, and I'll call it a theory, okay? It's never been enough to just believe that God exists. In fact, the census question actually said, um, 50% of the people believe in a God or a higher power. It's like, okay, what are we dealing with now? Trees and universe and like a cloud and there's a something rather and a rather and something else. You know, if it was just a matter of believing that God existed, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and even Satan himself would be sweet. But it's never been enough to just believe God exists. I'm going to repeat it. It has never been enough to just believe God exists. The same issue happened when God incarnate in Jesus, who himself was the image of God, came and didn't fit their image, didn't fit the character, didn't fit the personality. They rejected what? Who he was. When it came down to brass tacks, they didn't like that God. They did not like it. I don't like it. Stop it. I don't like it. And it happens today as well. That Jesus is the proof that God is good. That Jesus is the evidence that God has already been good to you. Jesus himself said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So what's the other half of your faith this year? It's not just believing that God exists and he may, you might just trip over a blessing and it might just all work out. No, the other half of believing and faith as it pertains is this. Yes, God exists, but look at Hebrews chapter 11. It says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him, first of all, yep, tick, must believe He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Rewards? No, no, I just needed a God who existed. No, what sort of God rewards people who need saving from sin simply because they believed? A good one. Hello? A good God. I declare today over your 2021, win the fight, the good fight, to stand and say, despite what's going on in the world, despite what's going on in my family, despite what's even going on in my body, I declare God is good. God does good. And listen to the message translation. It's really, really challenging. It says, train me in your goodness, O God. The message says, God is good. God does good. Train me in your goodness. So I've only got a couple of minutes. Lakeisha's made it the case. She sets the everything now. But number one, seven things that believing God is good will produce in your life. And I've only got a few minutes. You ready? Number one, believing God is good is going to produce fruit and purpose. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells the story of three men given talents. So you know, you're, you know 2021, you're like, I just need to be more talented. I just need to be more gifted. I don't know if you do. It's good to have skills. It's good to have abilities. You should work on those. But there was something here in the story that Jesus tells that when one man who was given five talents went away, he made five more. He had 10. Jesus goes, well done, mate. He gave another guy two. He came back with four. He made two more. And he goes, man, that's brilliant. But to the, the one that he gave one, he came back. And the guy with the one had buried in the ground. You know the story. And I haven't got it on the screen, but I'm going to read it to you. He came back and he had no more to give him, just the original one. And the, and the master goes, hey, what's going on here? And you're ready for the answer. You ready for it? Master, I knew you were a hard man. You know, most people in this room want to live in purpose. 
Most people in this room want to actually live an opportunity. Do you know where the opportunity stopped for this man? When he had a wrong belief about who the master was. Something's going to change in your life when you start declaring, God is good, God does good, teach me in your goodness. It's going to show you that your gifts and your abilities are put on there by purpose by God. You don't need, the Bible's proof, you don't need more talents. You need a belief that the master, the creator, the father and the saviour is what he is. Yeah, because that will just change your framework. When you believe God is good, you'll go take more risks. Because what's going to happen if you fall over and scuff your knees? The father's going to pick you up and say, good try, buddy. Let's do it again, eh? Maybe this time with a bit more wisdom, but still. Number two, this is what happens when you believe God is good. You get a desire. A desire is created to be closer. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus said to his disciples, we're going for a boat trip. Going on a ship. It's a favorite rocket ship trip. Um, sorry. Cross the sky, little one stars. And when they arrived, the disciples are shocked to realize why they went across this crazy stormy sea. It was for one demented, naked, chained up, demon-possessed man. Very bad. Very bad situation. Bad for him, and it's bad for the community. Cutting himself with rocks, going crazy. I don't know how word got to Jesus, but Jesus, beautiful picture. Jesus will always go for the one, no matter how bad it is. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Jesus will always, always go for the one. So anyway, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus deals with them and sends all these demons into pigs. And I feel sorry for the bacon farmer that day. He's like, oh my gosh, all my bacon's gone. <laughs> and uh, anyway, how does the story end? The community's stunned because he's no longer chained up and going crazy. He's transformed. He's in his right mind. So, okay, what's next? He goes to Jesus, the man who was just tormented and going bananas because of these entities and work in his life. And this is what he says. It's beautiful. He goes, can I go with you now? Can I be around you? For all the skeptics in the room, that when I say God is good and does good and that teach me in your goodness and you're like, mm. That guy is teaching you a lesson. He must be good if a man wanted to just be around Jesus. Okay, I'm going to turn to the wall because it feels awkward saying this. Maybe the reason we come to church and think about what's on for lunch rather than what's actually going on for us with Jesus is just because we don't fundamentally believe at that time that God is that good. Because why? You're drawn to what you believe is good. Well, your treasure is there, your heart is. He can become your treasure though if you declare God is good, God does good, teach me in your goodness. God is good, that's who He is. God does good, it will make you go, I just want to be around Him. Flip. Number three, believing God is good will produce an empowering. How good is the Holy Spirit, by the way? A couple of people. <laughs> He's really good. Okay, cool. Moses didn't know the Holy Spirit the way we do though. But when he was freaking out about the task of leading 3 million people into freedom, what does he say to God? Show me your glory. It's a pretty good prayer. And he's just saying, I need your power. I need empowerment. I don't have what it takes. And, and by the way, neither do you. Neither do I. To even stand on this platform, I just don't have what it takes. But by God's grace and power, right? So then I do. It's that duplicitous thing. And that's okay. You just get used to it. So God, anyway, he's like, okay, show me your glory. And so what does God do? He says, okay, Moses, go hide yourself in the cleft of a rock. And what did he say is going to happen? I'm going to let my goodness 
pass past you. I believe being in God's presence, I believe believing God is good, I believe knowing that He does good empowers you from the inside out. I believe that as you say that and as you believe that and as you hold, you might even believe God wants to heal someone this year through your prayer. You might even believe you can step out and new things. Why? Because He's good. He does good. It can light a fire in your soul. Ooh, I feel it. Number four, I just believe believing God is good will give you a conviction that He wants to bless you. Ephesians 1.3, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Verse 9, And He has made known to us the mystery of His will according to what? His good pleasure. Okay, cool. God wants to bless you this year. God wants to prosper you this year. God wants to open doors for you. The world made more billionaires in 2020 than any year preceding it in history. Hey. Eh? But if you fundamentally don't believe that God is a Father who wants to bless you, you won't position yourself for it. To walk in the blessing, you've got to open yourself up to be blessed. You've got to get yourself aligned to walk in that blessing. God is good for me. God is good. He does good for my family. God wants to give us good things. Number five, believing God is good will produce an open heart. Zacchaeus heard the law all of his life and nothing ever changed for him. But when Jesus, grace and truth, turned up, he had a dinner, a meal with him. Zacchaeus said this, I'm such a sinner. I've got to go repay like four times or whatever it was back everything I've stolen. It is what? Romans 2.4, God's kindness that leads you to repentance. It's not you being told you're wrong. You probably already know that. It's you being told that God will embrace you by His grace if you run to His arms. And He will not push you away. And He will not mistreat you or harm you. Because why? The Lord is good. And the Lord does good. So Lord, train me in your goodness. And then I just feel like these two are worth it. So believing in the goodness of God, number six, will bring a faithful completion. Philippians 1.6, I am confident in this, Paul said, that He, Jesus, who began what? A good work in you. So out of His goodness, through the goodness of Jesus, through the good finished work of the cross, began it in you by the good Holy Spirit. It is a good work even in your life and He will be faithful to complete what He's begun. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, whatever you face, Barton family, whatever you face, that God works for the good of those who what? Love Him. What's that? Just trusting love, just trusting in the character of God, just trusting in the person of Jesus and have been called according to His purpose. I declare over you God's faithfulness in your life. I declare over you God is not finished with you yet. I declare over you 2021 does not need to control you. God is not done. He will finish the good work, a good completion. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. And lastly, believing in the goodness of God brings confident hope in the here and now. Lastly, Psalm 27, 13. For I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. There are a lot of people losing heart, and even Christians. And I love it because the world isn't always good. The world is not always fair. Have you got that scripture? Um, Griffin, have you got that scripture from Job? This is freaky, okay? And I'm just gonna finish with this. Job, um, 
God had allowed Job to be challenged. It's not a good thing, but God is good, right? And God was like, Job can handle it and he won't leave me. And there's boils, <laughs> and he was cutting him, at this point in the story, cutting his boils with rocks. That's fun. Um, and and, and, and the, his wife goes like this, are you still maintaining your integrity? And that means, it just means his personal integrity, but also his view about God, who he believed God was. And then she just goes, curse God and die. I wanna propose something to you. Oh, just finish this scripture because it's quite important. He replied, you're talking like a fool woman. What you talking about, Willis? He said this, okay, hold up. And, and I, wanna, I wanna make sure you get this. I know we're just right now clocked over, but shall we accept good from God? But look at the text. And I studied it in a couple of translations. And not trouble. The text does not say necessarily trouble from God. Just that in this world, Jesus said, you will have troubles. Okay, David says, I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I'd see the goodness of God in the land of the living. As a Christian, you've got to understand this world is still being redeemed. So there's sickness and messiness and people do dumb stuff and gossip about you and stuff happens, right? But rather than going, well, the world sucks, God sucks. This is what I want to propose and it's pretty strong now, okay? But I think you can handle it. Every time you reduce the character of God from not being good, in some way you curse God. You put a self-curse from your own mouth over the character of God. It doesn't change God. Like if you came up to me and said, Graham's a real dipstick, he's a bad guy, he's useless. It actually wouldn't change me inherently, but it would certainly change what you think I could do if I was around you. Same happens with God. You're never gonna change God with your small view of Him. You're never gonna change God with your small, stingy, harsh view. Yes, the world's hard. Yes, we go through bad things, but God is faithful. I'm so excited, aren't I? Look at me waving my arms around in the air. Someone ought to be. Someone ought to be. Why? Because God is good and God does good. Teach me in your goodness. My mum died over a year ago. That was bad. But I found a shepherd in the midst of it who put his arms around us, eh, Beck? Put his arms around us through the love of others and through community. You don't want to do life alone in 2021. You don't want to be out of a connect group. Arms around her. And we knew, even in a bad crap, you've got to pray in tongues after saying that word. It's a bad thing. It's horrible. It's horrible. But it doesn't change the fact that, yes, people get sick, people die, but God is good to us. I know where my mum is, and I know where I am. And just finishing, I would have lost heart if I'd not kept believing that God was actually good. And that, in the goodness of God. And I just read on January 1st this scripture and I realized there's a good fight happening. Because sometimes I just think of God abstractly. I believe in the existence of God, but I just challenged, I was challenged. And I want to share the challenge with you as a declaration over 2021. If you feel as challenged as well, do not forget that God is good, people. Do not lower your belief. Oh, I feel faith stirring in this room. Dare to believe that God is good and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. What if you said over 2021, come on, let's stand to our feet. What if you said over 2021, the Lord is good, the Lord does good, and I will believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The difficult, yeah, the challenging, yeah, I lost my job, yeah, but why don't you believe to see the goodness of God in the land of your living? Come on. 
Let's lift our hands before the Lord if we just feel kind of comfortable to. I'm going to ask like um, Moses asked for God's glory. I'm going to ask for God's goodness to come right now. I'm not going to be bound by the media. I'm not going to be controlled by levels one, two, three or four. I'm going to be framed up by this. The Lord is good. The Lord does good. And teach me in your goodness, Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you would fall on us as your people, that you would show us your goodness this year. As we declare it, as we hold on to it, I pray for revelation. I pray for wisdom. I pray it wouldn't just be my thoughts, but it would be God's thoughts. Show people your goodness in providing, in blessing, in finishing what you've started. Let your grace, let your glory, let your presence come. Let a faith rise. If you feel like you need a fresh faith, just open your heart right now. Oh God, you're so good that you speak to us. Let faith come. Let us fight for the good, that you are good, that you do good, and you're not done with us yet. And let your presence come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray for a change of mindset. Just with your eyes closed, Bill Johnson, if you Google um, God is good messages, there aren't that many, which just goes to show what a battle there is for this thought. But he said this, just with your eyes closed. Listen to it. God is better than you think. So that's why you need to change how you think. I'll leave you with that thought. God is better than you think. That's why you need to change how you think. And this year in 2021, say it. God is good. God does good. Teach me in your goodness. But I want you to go to the Word this year. I want you to lean into, like Brent said, lean into the depths of who God is. And you will see the goodness of God. I declare in this moment the goodness of God in the land of the living. If you've got sickness in your body, would you just lift your hands to the Lord and let's just pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just ask for the good healing work on these bodies, the ones you love, the ones you cherish. Just let your goodness come right now. Just stand in His presence. Let His power fall on your life right now. It's real. Jesus died for our sicknesses and infirmities. Upon His body, every stripe came to bring us healing. In the land of the living, I speak healing. You're just feeling something. Some of you are just feeling a warmth. Some of you are just feeling some like something surging through your body. Lord, just, just come right now. Just heal. Restore. Thank you, Lord. I'm um, just eyes closed. This is quite sensitive, but you just feel like there's some badness around your life. It's not in you, it's just around you. Just some dynamics. Just lift your hands to the Lord. I know it's courageous to do that, but we've all got our eyes closed. Father, I stand against the work of the enemy. I pray right now that every assignment, everything that tries to pull people down, I speak goodness, your goodness over it, Lord. I just speak, speak your answers, your, your help, your provision, your grace. Thank you, God, that there would just be a shift right now in the atmosphere of people's lives and in people's homes. Thank you, Lord. Put on worship music today. Every day this week, let the goodness of God just fight off every force and it's going to shift for you. Just eyes closed, heads bowed. Finally now, this is how God really feels about you. He created you, said it was good. Sin entered the world through man's pride. Destroyed every part of that good. But God was faithful to what He said was good. That was you. And He gave His best, His goodest. His name was Jesus. And when Jesus died, His blood was poured out. The Bible teaches us that everything that needed to be repaid for sin at that moment was repaid. In fact, the curtain in the temple, which was a picture of heaven and earth, was split in two, meaning that anyone could go into the presence of God. And you can know God personally. 
You can say like David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. You can say from your heart, God is good because He's in you and He's working in you. And if you're here today and you've never given your life to Him and you've never surrendered to Him and you've never actually said, God, I am yours. You're my Creator. Be my Saviour. Save me from my sins. Save me from my brokenness. Save me from what separates me. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And it's, and it's like 2021, but God's not governed by calendars. He's governed by His love for you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He died for you. And then He rose again and wants to bring you life. And so eyes closed, heads bowed. We're just going to pray right now. If you, if you need to be included in a prayer of salvation, save me, Jesus. Come alive in me. Make me one with you. I want a relationship with God. It's the only way through Jesus. On the count of three, lift up your hand, and then I'm going to include you in this prayer. Okay, one, two, three. Lift it up for me right now. Yep, God bless you here. Very cool. Who else here? Just lift your hand up. Yep, God bless you there. So good. Just lift your hand up if that's you. Yep, awesome, awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you. So good. Over here as well. Wonderful. Yeah, primo. Just really quickly, anyone else? And then the whole church is going to pray this prayer with you because we're family, right? That's what happens. God's building a big family. Jared's going to come up here. Um, let's just what last 10 seconds. If you, you're just saying, yeah, I'm going to pray that prayer. I need Jesus in my life. Just lift your hand up. Just lift your hand up. Just lift your hand up. Yeah. So good, man. There's another hand as well. It's beautiful. So epic, eh? So good. God is so good. Okay, you can put your hands down. All the church can put their hands together because this is awesome. Okay, let's pray the prayer. Let's pray the prayer, okay? Follow this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in need of Jesus, in need of forgiveness, of new life. Come live in me, do your work in me so that I would know you. Do everything that needs to be done so I can say, the Lord is good, the Lord does good, and teach me your goodness. In Jesus' name, come on, give God some praise. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.